Good evening. This is uh, Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Rounded. How is everybody doing tonight? Today is um, today is uh, May 25th, 27th, excuse me, May 27th, 2021, and uh, it's been uh, an okay week. Uh, went to the doctor's office and uh, this week <clears throat> I'm able to uh, drive a little bit not to go crazy not to go far not to go to you know a lot of places but just run my errands and get back home um, so here we are we're doing uh, Holy Spirit number five We can all go to grab your Bibles. I wait till till I see if some people will come on on Facebook. Uh, let get some chance for some people to come on. And, and um, just want to let y'all know that it's been a, a long, long month. Um, thank God, you know, uh, I have a testimony report to give. Um, I had on May twenty third. I had. Uh, April 23rd, April 23rd, I had some, some, um, uh, stroke signs and symptoms, signs and symptoms of stroke, but thank God, uh, nothing happened, uh, I, I, I was cleared for stroke, but I did have, uh, I did go to the ER, I couldn't feel my left arm arm and my left leg and uh, I was had slurred speech and uh, um I did they did find a uh a, an artery that goes to my my neck through my neck to my head and it was over 80 percent clogged uh so they had to put a stent in it <clears throat> and I've been home now for about a month trying to recover um taking it easy going slow and not getting excited so so you know, God uh, had His hand over me, and uh, uh, thank God that I pulled through. You know, it could have been worse. I was in, I was surrounded by a lot of people when this occurred. It could have happened at home. It could have happened at home. It could have been. Uh, I could have been out on the street patrolling, and I could have gotten into an accident. If I was been home, uh, my wife leaves at six thirty in the morning. She went and got home till four, and this happened at about eight thirty in the morning, uh, <clears throat> up at the police academy. And so, uh, <clears throat> so uh, that's what happened. And so, I was just uh, had a rough, a rough week, a rough month. And so, uh, I'm trying to see if uh, people can, uh, if people are logged on, and if people can hear me. Um, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Um, anyway, yeah, still, it's been a it's been a rough month, and so I'm I'm still taking it easy, trying to recover, um, staying home, doing things at home, uh, reading, uh, honeydews. There's always a list of honeydews to do, right? Amen. Um, so let's go to uh, let, let's go let's get into our Bible study. Um, Let's get into our Bible study, and uh, uh, we have um, 
we were talking about the Holy Spirit, and this is our fourth, the fifth topic that we've had, our topic number five. And um, I want to go to um, let me go to my notes here real quick, and we could just uh, head into uh, Joel chapter two. Joel chapter two. Amen. Joel chapter two. Good, good evening, everyone. I, I see some people on Facebook. Alexis, my daughter, Nelly. God bless you. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. And we're going to go to verse 28 and 29. And it says, uh, And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will not will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said among the survivors, whom the Lord calls. And so um, the Lord calls us, and when he calls us, we are endowed with his spirit that he, he pours out on all mankind. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this moment, time, Father God, and today, on this great day, Father God, uh, we pray that uh, you move me aside and and let the word uh, come straight through your, from your throne room, through my mouth, Father God. Use me as your vessel, Father God, to teach this word as we learn about the Holy Spirit and get to know him better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So that, that is the, uh, the promise, right, that, uh, that Joel was, was prophesying about, that God had told him that he will pour out his spirit on all people. On your sons, on your daughters, old and young men, servants and bond servants, women, men, and and, uh, and children. Okay, and they would have dreams and visions, and uh, and so so this this here uh, verse in the Old Testament tells us that God will give us uh, His Spirit. He will pour out His Spirit on us. So if we um. Uh, let, I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, I want to see um, who is the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit is the, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, uh, Spirit of the same Jesus. We believe in uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, one God in three persons. Amen. One God in three persons. Um, the people, some people say that you know what that the Holy Spirit is just a force. Right. Every time I, I, I say that, I always think about Star Wars. Right. The force, Luke. Right. Um, my pastor uh, always loves he loves the fourth, the fourth of July. Uh, he loves May 4th because it's May f the fourth be with you. May the force be with you. But there's people who back in the early church uh, thought that the Holy Spirit 
they taught that the Holy Spirit was just a separate entity, a separate force. Um, people like the, the Monarchians and the Arians and the, the Socians, those people back then in the day, in the early 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th centuries, that's what they taught. They taught that the Holy Spirit was a force. Amen. Today we have Unitarians and liberals and some non-orthodox non-orthodox theologians who believe in the same in the same thing. They believe that uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit is a force. But we know that that what we what we understand of the scriptures today is that today the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And, and in the beginning, right, if we remember the, the Genesis chapter 1, right, it says that in the beginning, um, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the earth. And, um, and I, I truly believe that whenever God spoke, the Holy Spirit moved, okay? When God spoke, the Holy Spirit moved and, and did exactly what God wanted to be done on the earth. <clears throat> um. So that we have some evidence here of the Holy Spirit being a person. So if we go to uh, 1 Corinthians, if everyone just go over to 1 Corinthians with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. <clears throat> chapter 2. And we're going to go to verse uh, 10. Chapter 2, verse 10. And it said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, okay? It says, But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Okay? And verse 11, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay, and so right here, this is telling you that the Spirit of God, He is a person and He has intelligence. Okay, uh, it says that uh, the deep things of God refer to God's unfathomable nature and His wonderful plan. Jesus' death and resurrection and to the promise of salvation revealed only to those who believe that what God says is true. Okay. Those who believe in Christ's death and resurrection and put their faith in Him will know all they need to know to be saved. This knowledge, however, can be grasped by even the wisest people unless they, uh, excuse me, the, this knowledge, however, cannot or can't be grasped by even the wisest people unless they accept God's message of salvation. All who reject God's message are foolish, no matter how wise the world thinks they are. Amen. Another one, let's go to same chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but let's go over into verse 13. Okay. Verse 13 says that this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths. And spiritual words. So here is telling us that the Spirit speaks truth. Okay? And the, um, not words taught us by human wisdom, but the 
but in words taught by the Spirit expressing spiritual truths in in, in spiritual words. Amen. So we get truth by the Holy Spirit in His Word. And that's how we get to know that the Holy Spirit is intelligent. That He is a being by Himself. The Holy Spirit also has feelings. If you go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Okay, if you want to go right back there with me to Ephesians. Is somewhere right uh, after uh, Galatians, chapter 4, verse 30. Amen. It says, uh, in verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Okay. So he has feelings. Being, grieving the Holy Spirit is like upsetting him, okay, or insulting him, or making fun of him. Um, uh, when you're when you're cursing, you're you're grieving the Holy Spirit. When you're lying, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Anything that you do that is un that is not Christ-like, you grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. <clears throat> there are two there is a, a law that's that it's unpardonable sin is to to blaspheme the Holy Spirit where you make fun of the Holy Spirit or where you um uh you make fun of the Holy Spirit or you uh, uh grieve him. Amen. So <clears throat> he has a he is a he exhibits actions in people. If we go to John chapter 16, the Gospel of John chapter 16. The Gospel of John chapter 16. And we're going to go to verse 13. And it will tell us but when he the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears and what he will tell you what is yet to come. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so here it says that the Holy Spirit um, uh, talks, tells us, he talks to us, he, he interacts with us. Okay, in verse 13, it talks about that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would tell them what is yet to come, the nature of their mission, the opposition that they would face, the final outcome of their efforts. They, the disciples did not fully understand these promises until the Holy Spirit came and after Jesus' death and resurrection. Then the Holy Spirit revealed to the revealed truth to the disciples that they wrote down in the books that follow from uh, that, the books that now form the New Testament. You see, so the, the disciples, um, they didn't understand when a lot of the things that Jesus talked about because he, he spoke a lot of things in parables. This was pretty straightforward, right, today that we can read this and understand that, hey, you know what, when the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide us into all truth, right? 
and that uh, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what he is yet to come. Uh, and I believe that what he hears is uh, what he hears from God. Okay, so so so, and that's how um, God leads us today. He uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, the the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, gives us our mission, lets us know uh, the opposition that we're going to face, the final outcome of these things, um, uh, and, and also tells us where to go and guides us and also convicts us. When we do wrong, we know that we're being convicted by the Holy Spirit in those things that we do wrong. And if you want to read about that in John 16, verse 8, if we just uh, go a little bit before in verse 8 of John chapter 16, verse 8, it says, When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay? It says, in regard to sin, in verse 9, because men do not believe in me in the, re in the regard... To righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer and in regard to judgment day uh, because the prince of this world now stands condemned but here he's just saying that this that the Holy Spirit will be able to convict us of our sins okay so so here we see that the Holy Spirit is a person that has action that he takes action within us amen amen the Holy Spirit also uh, receives ascriptions that would be given only to a person. So he can be disobeyed. He can be disobeyed. If we go to Acts chapter 10, okay? Acts chapter 10. This is just telling you that, you know what? The Holy Spirit is a person and that he has feelings and that he has intelligence, okay? He's not just a force. And these are scriptures that tell you about the Holy Spirit, okay? It's not just something that we just made up. Um, Acts chapter 10, verse 19 and 20 uh, through 21. So it says, While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you're looking for. What have, why have you come? Okay, so so see here, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and directs us, and and um, he is to be obeyed. Excuse me, I think I said he is to be disobeyed. No, I'm sorry, he is to be obeyed. So when he speaks, we need to listen. Okay, um, this is like that old commercial, E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, everyone listens about finances, right? Um, and Acts chapter five. Let's go to Acts chapter five real quick. And verse 3, Acts chapter 5 and verse 3. <clears throat> and then it says, Then Peter said, Ananias, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. Amen. Verse 5. And when Ananias heard 
this he fell down and died and a great fear seized all who heard what had happened then the young men came forward wrapped up his body and carried him and buried him you see here the power of the holy spirit is also a person that you cannot lie to okay <clears throat> we already talked about uh grieving the holy spirit in verse in chapter 4 of ephesians uh, Hebrews 10. Let's go to Hebrews 10 real quick. He uh, can he cannot be uh, he should not be insulted. Okay. Hebrews. We don't know who the writer of this uh, person is. Uh, many people they say wrote this, but some people say it was Paul because some of his writing is equal to it. Some of the way it's written, language, speaking. Let's go to chapter 10 of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to go to verse 29. And it says, How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God on the foot, underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant and sanctify him and who has insulted the spirit okay so here is is a the most holy place in the temple has was sealed from view by the curtain uh, only the high priest could enter the holy room and he did so only once a year on the day of atonement and after he offered sacrifices for the nation's sin but jesus death removed the curtains and all the believers may walk into God's presence. Amen. So, uh, how can uh, how can uh, how people have insulted the Holy Spirit? The sacrifice of Christ is tied with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, to scorn Christ's sacrifice is to insult the Holy Spirit by arrogantly rejecting Him. The Holy Spirit is a person, not just a force or influence. To reject. Him is to cut off the means of God's acceptance. This is equivalent to blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Uh, deserving of great punishments are those who insult the Holy Spirit and who brings God's mercy. Uh, and so here it shows you that um, the Holy Spirit is a person and not just a force of influence. Okay, so do not insult the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um we're uh, going into uh, the Holy Spirit relates to other people, all right? Uh, he relates to other people. In Matthew's chapter 28, how he relates to other people. Matthew's chapter chapter 28 and we're going to go to verse 19 28 verse 19 Matthew 28 verse 19 it says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
So that's how we relate, okay, as a person to others by, bapti by baptism, okay, that's what, that's what he does. He relates to by baptism. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 gives us another way of looking at the Holy Spirit and how he relates uh, to other persons. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. It says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Paul was dealing with the, an ongoing problem in the current church. <clears throat> he could have refused to communicate until they cleared up their situation, but he loved them and reached out to them. Again, with the love of Christ. Love, however, means that sometimes we must confront those we care about. Both authority and personal concerns are needed in dealing with people who are ruining their lives with sin. But there are several wrong approaches in confronting others. And these can further break relationships rather than heal them. We can be legalistic and blast people away with laws. And they should be obeying. We can turn away from them because we don't want to face the situation. We can isolate them by gossip about their problems and turning others against them as well. Or like Paul, we can seek to build relationship by taking a better approach, sharing, communicating, and caring. Uh, and caring. This is a difficult approach that can drain us emotionally, but it is the best way for the other person and it is the only Christ-like way to deal with others in sin. So it's by may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And this is how the Holy Spirit interacts with others, showing us how to love, showing us how to deal with one another. Amen. <clears throat> We, we talked about um, Joel chapter 2 and what God said, I will pour out my spirit on all those, uh, uh, on all flesh. Um, if we, uh, if we uh, now go to um, Romans chapter 9, verse 27. Romans chapter 9, verse 27. I just wanted to, uh, chapter 9, verse 27. It says, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. Amen. Only the remnant will be saved. Isaiah prophesied that only a small number or remnant of God's original people, the Jews, would be saved. Paul saw this happening in every city where he preached. Even though he went to the Jews first, relatively few ever accepted the message. Verses 27 and 28 are based on Isaiah chapter 10 verse 22 to 23 and 9 and chapter 9 verse 29 is from Isaiah 1 9. And it says in chapter uh, Romans 10 verse 27 excuse me 28 for the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. 
And in verse 29, it is just as Isaiah said previously, unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom and we would have been like Gomorrah. Okay? So we are, there are a small group of people, of Jewish people at that time who accepted Christ and his message. And today, now the, the gospel, just like what happened with Abraham, he he was promised to have a whole generations from him would be blessings of generations and generations and generations. And that's who we are. We are part and grafted into Abraham's uh, lineage, into Jesus's lineage. And that's why we are called also the children of God remnant. And that is a whole other study, but, but just so that you know about that part of who we are and how we fall into place into being uh, saved by God. Amen. Because of what his son did on the cross. And so we know that um, if we go to, to Luke chapter 24, Luke 24 verse 49, if we go there real quick. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He says, uh, Jesus says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in a city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Okay? Uh, and, and that is what? That is what the promise of the Father Okay, and that's what we know today as the Holy Spirit. Okay, as the Holy Spirit. And that's what was promised in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, that we are, uh, that He will pour out His Spirit over us. If we go to Acts Right after John, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, we will see uh, here uh, how uh, the sending of the, uh, Jesus keeps telling them to stay in Jerusalem. Do not leave. Okay? Uh, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And and then you, everyone knows the story. Okay? Everyone knows the story. And why? Why did, why did this come? Because you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to, and to the ends of the earth. And that's what we have today, brothers and sisters. We are witnesses uh, uh, of the stories that have been telling from generation to generation to generation. This Bible has not, been, has not ceased being printed this wasn't just uh, <clears throat> stopped printing back in, in uh, the beginning of uh, uh, year 1, A.D. 1, or in the 300s or the 1800s. This, this book continues to be uh, a book that continues to be printed 
every year, renewed, new versions, uh, different translations, but the Word of God still stands today. And so was due to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it can uh, it was compared at some times to be like sanctification, to sanctif- a sanctification life of perfectly of a perfecting oneself. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we see that we can have a relationship, that we can also uh, obey and listen to what He tells us. We can also see that we can hurt and grieve the Holy Spirit. And if we blaspheme Him, and that is an insulting Him, and that is an unpardonable sin. So do not, you can do all kinds of sin in the world, right? But the one that's the most unpardonable sin is the sin, uh, is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Okay, so don't do that. Um, uh, so the Holy Spirit is can be some people can be compared some people some theologians okay and when I'm talking about people sometimes I I, I talk I forget to mention that it's some uh, theologians and their study uh, is that they compare to sanctification of a life of perfecting oneself uh, we need to avoid this idea right because the saint everyone every Christian every believer right. If you believe, it's because you have faith, and if you have faith, you you obey. Okay, the saint is a person dedicated and con- and consecrated to the worship and service of the Lord. Amen. We are separated from evil, separated and anointed for the master's service. Okay, that's what we're doing. We are witnesses. We are teachers. We are preachers. We are members of the body of Christ that go and and help raise money to to send missions out to the mission world, okay? And and that's what we do as a church, as a body of Christ. Um, we we get out there and we help them. We we make sure that the body of Christ, that the that the word, the message is being taught and preached around the world. Amen. So, so we we study our scriptures. We have church services. We worship. We 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 worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We 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 read our Bible and study. We read commentaries. We read doctrines. We 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 try to learn as much as we can, and it's it's all for the glory of God. Amen. So don't be dismayed. The Holy Spirit has not gone away. He has not ceased. Uh, we'll continue to, to do a more study on the power of the Holy Spirit next week uh, as we continue to study the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Well, thank you very much, everyone, who uh, tuned in, um, who joined us uh, on, this, uh, on this evening. I know that um, it's been a, a great week. Hope you enjoy your week. Your weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Um, remember, it's not about the veterans who are alive. It is about those veterans who gave and made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for dying for the freedom in this country. Amen. Um, that's what Memorial Day is all about. And of course, a lot of us like to cook 
and have barbecues and go to the beach or pool and things like that. But the most the most thing that we're remembering is those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in defending the freedoms of this country and those who have freedoms around the world. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you. Bless every single one who's tuned in, Father God. We pray that you continue to bless them. Shine your face upon them. Lift up your countenance on them. And may they have peace wherever they go. We thank you, Father, for this week. And until we meet again, God bless you and God keep you. And may he have a hedge of protection about you. Amen. 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 God bless y'all. Take care. Have a great day. Amen. Great, great week. And see you next time. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Until next time we meet, blessings to you and your family. Amen.